and I always say it, I say it over and over and over again, this order of steps is to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And then you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I think because the way that it's written, people assume, let me just go out, let me just go, go out, out. Mm -hmm. and help the, and help the neighbor you and help the person. You cannot love someone in, in a whole space and mm -hmm. you're not doing the same for yourself because what that means is, and, and, and that is why shattered whole exists is okay. Well, love thy neighbor thy, um, as thyself, but mm, I think of myself as, okay, so I'm about to treat my neighbor. Okay. okay. Or I don't really like myself. I actually hate where I'm at. And so now I'm about to treat my neighbor as such as well mm -hmm. and bleed on them and hurt them. And so it, it it takes a level of healing to yeah. lead well. Hey guys, Samora Jones here, your emotional restoration coach, and welcome to another episode of the Shattered Whole Podcast, where we talk, feel, and heal together by doing what? Acknowledging our hurt, claiming our healing, and living as a new creation. As always, I am always blessed, honored, excited, all of the things that you have decided to click on this episode, that you have decided to join me for another week. And if this is your first time, welcome in. Come on in the room and make sure that you go and you listen to all the other episodes. With this episode, like every episode, is special, but it's especially special. Especially, 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 especially. I was like, because I have my sister here, I have my friend here, Miss Natasha Benjamin. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. That is the wrong. <laughs> that is the wrong. <laughs> Listen. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I am. I'm so like listen. I already told y'all that season two is is next level. Okay, so I had to get some next level folk <laughs> to come on up in here. Okay, um, I am so glad that you came. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad that you say yes because I really want to. I want to dig into your head. <laughs> Like, All right, I'm girl. Like, you wanna, said I wanna, it. I did. I was like, I want to dig into your your head. I want to dig into your heart mm. um, because I think the way that you articulate um, the truth of what is, um, the hope of what's to come, and then the confidence to do it all mm. is something that um, people just need. I know I've needed it Thank personally. You. Thank you. Um, so I'm like, I'm not selfish. <laughs> I'm not selfish, right? I'm like, we're going to share. We're going we gonna to do this together. Um, but first, before we get into all of that, would you tell them about who Natasha is? All right. Who Natasha is? Such a loaded question. Um, but first and foremost, I am a God-fearing woman. I love God. And I am a member of the greatest church in this nation, Hope City Church, right in um, Brooklyn, New York. Um, typically, when people say who who you are, kind of have to go on my profession. And so on my full-time nine-to-five job, I am the director of marketing communications at Rutgers University overseeing marketing for undergraduate admissions. And I also um, have my own company where I consult um, multicultural brands, their marketing strategies. So. First of all, I know you jealous, but she my friend. <laughs> I like other people. I like friends, making new friends. <laughs> now, first of all, I was like, I'm listening. I'm like, that is a mouthful. I know, I know. And I'm like, do you mind? Are you into like, I don't like, I don't share my age thing. No, oh, I don't mind. Yeah, honey. So, <laughs> hello. All right, I was like, for your age, mm. for any of those titles to be connected to you mm. is like astounding. Yeah. Earned. Thank you. And astounding. Thank you. At the at the same time, so she's in her early 
early 30s. Yes, 33 and loving it. Listen, <laughs> listen, the way, the way that I feel, I'm like almost <laughs> out the 30 club. You stepping on over, but that's okay. That is okay. That is okay. Because the next club is even is even better. Okay? Because as you get older, it gets even better. Right, right. I, I'll take that. I appreciate yes. you thinking about my heart. All right with you. Um, but um, but I I think it makes it um the, like the conversation even more um, dynamic because Sometimes, uh, depending on who's listening to you, the credibility of your experience is questioned. Mm -hmm. I was like, or diminished mm -hmm. um, as if we're not walking this thing called life mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. um, so what I wanted to talk about today more specifically was leading against the culture mm. and i feel like even that title is loaded but i think as we talk through you'll see that it's maybe not what you thought it was mm. um going to be um but it has so many different like layers with it but first before we get to the culture let's talk about the leader yeah right yeah so there are so many demands on the way that we have to kind of like operate. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to talk about like, how do you acknowledge first and foremost, before the titles, before um, all of the responsibility, how do you acknowledge yourself and your needs? That is such a good question because I do think a lot of people go to the title first and the demands. Um, but I always have to remember, I cannot pour or lead from an empty place. Mm -hmm. And so I always make sure that I'm full. And there are going to be times where I have, oh, I'm running low. Let me figure out what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And part of that being filled is, and I think this is where the whole leading against the culture comes in. The more that you kind of feed into what the world is saying and what the world is telling you, the a little bit of the more empty you become. Yeah. Um, and so I try to fill myself with God and God's word. Yeah. Um, and we won't always get that right. Mm -hmm. um, but because I'm doing that, I can lead and live from a different type of place and the filling is just a little bit different. Yeah. Um, worldly filling is, is just, it's not what people think it is. It's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely not. And when I think about like what the world gives you, mm -hmm. it has such an expiration date. That's so loud. That's so good because what the world gives you, it takes right back at the same time. Mm hmm. Um, but what God gives, no one can take, take that away. away. There's a difference between, and, and I say this, I, I pause because I think people are like, well, I want to do this. I want to be happy. I want to do all of these things. But there's a difference when I leave from a place of joy mm -hmm. because that, no matter what's happening, no matter yeah. the demands, yeah. no matter what, I have joy in God. And so that allows me to move just a little bit differently. I Absolutely. And I'm glad that you made like the distinction um, because it's not that happiness doesn't have a right. space or place. Right. But joy is is sustaining mm -hmm. like that when, when that joy don't move and even in spaces, it's it's more evident of the difference when you sh when you're not necessarily in a joyous season. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, and I know what that feels like, you know. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I'm. You're almost surprised mm -hmm. by how you're able to laugh, yep, or smile, yep. or yep. just be okay in your in the presence of your not okay yep. moments and spaces. Yep. Yep. And so, um, and so when I when I think about those things, it, it's not to rob you of happiness, mm -mm. but it's to give you a true essence of um, something that won't be fleeting, won't be fleeting, won't allow if if we're talking about leading, there is going to be a demand of when you're leading people, knowing that you also have to care for those people. And there's a level of demand with that. And so when it becomes too much because joy isn't fleeting, okay, I can replenish off of that mm -hmm. rather than 
a, a state because happiness is a state, state. Mm-hmm. and once that happiness is gone you're trying to figure out how am I supposed to lead when that state has ended or like you said there's mm-hmm. been an expiration date yeah um and I think about the the people aspects of it right mm-hmm. um because if you're not leading people who mm-hmm. they, 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 there's no leadership mm-hmm. but the same the same <laughs> the same people um who cause pain is the same people who supply um abilities yep. right mm-hmm. so and as a leader you have to deal with both aspects mm-hmm. you know of that but even even before we hit there it's there's some disciplines that have to, that have to happen personally in order for you to be a good steward of people who are placed in your leadership. 100%. So how do you acknowledge all of the, how do you acknowledge what disciplines are necessary in order for you to be a good steward as a leader? Hmm. Acknowledging the discipline is as a leader and where I lead also knowing that I lead within the church and that's leading people to Christ. And then I also lead at work and in hopes of if they don't know Christ that they can see, okay, this is a light. Let me figure out where this light is coming from. Um, so knowing that the, the, that discipline is unfortunately I have to be okay with not always being in the mix, not always being around um, the most happening thing or being able to say I'm okay with being by myself. That Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I'm lonely or that I don't have no friends. I have really great friends. Mm -hmm. I just know that part of leading well and and part of that discipline is being by myself. So I have a level of discernment Um, because a level of discernment is going to help my leadership, Mm -hmm. whether it's at work, company, church, whatever it is, I'm going to need to be able to hear God. If I'm always in the happening scene, then my ears are crowded. I'm, it's crowded by outside noise. And yeah. so that is a, a huge discipline um, for me is to be a- able to be okay in like a solo space. Yeah. Um, I love that you said that. Um, on the first season, we had um, an episode with um, uh, Push Past, Past Pain, uh, mm-hmm. founder Nikita McCoy. And one of the things that she said was, I was like, I asked her, I was like, what did you find out uh, when you finally were alone that um that you didn't know or understand and she Mm -hmm. was just like that i wasn't lonely Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. being alone didn't equate Mm -mm. to me being lonely because it's a very different state um and i was like and there's also a difference between isolation yep right i was like you you um but discernment gives you the ability to know the difference Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. when you're putting yourself in unhealthy isolation or you are lonely which really is just a a heightened awareness for you to find out why you feel that way Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. that's why therapy is important very important Uh, (laughs) i second that yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) right i'm like having that uh ability and i was like but being um alone is one i think the one of the most loving things that you can do towards yourself yes yes there's this idea that let me be around a bunch of people but when we're we're talking specifically about leading Mm -hmm. you need to kind of know who you are know your strengths and your opportunities for growth Mm -hmm. and so if you're not by yourself at certain points and they Again, it's not this idea of loneliness, but it is tapping into who you are and figuring out, okay, when I do this, how is it helping people or hurting people? And the more that you kind of spend that alone time, mm-hmm. that helps you. And, and and I feel like there's just, there's too many leaders that are not necessarily doing that and they're mm-hmm. bleeding on so so many people so because of that. Many yeah. People. I'm so glad that you said that cuz one of the reasons why Shattered Hole even came to fruition mm. was Holy Spirit having a conversation with me about um leaders leading people into more brokenness. Yes. And yes. the the biggest thing was like where does a leader go when they're the ones that's broken? Yep. Because just because you're broken doesn't mean you forfeit your responsibility of the people that you're leading. Girl, say that in. 
Say that again. Just because you're broken, it doesn't mean you forfeit the responsibility of the people that you're leading. And I was like, and with that, though, um, I want to make sure that people understand that you're not forgotten. Mm-hmm. Like, God didn't call you to be a leader to remember the people you're leading mm-hmm. and not remember you. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of that is being um, in a place where you are loving yourself. I love, and I and I always say it, I say it over and over and over again, this order of steps is to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And then you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I think because the way that it's written, people assume, let me just go out, let me just go, go out, out. Mm-hmm. and help the, and help the neighbor you and help the person. You cannot love someone in, in a whole space mm-hmm. and you're not doing the same for yourself. Because what that means is, and, and, and that is why Shattered Whole exists is, okay, well, love thy neighbor, thy, um, as thyself, but mm, I think of myself as okay. So I'm about to treat my neighbor okay. okay, or I don't really like myself. I actually hate where I'm at, and so now I'm about to treat my neighbor as such as well mm-hmm. and bleed on them and hurt them. And so it it, it takes a level of healing to yeah. lead well. Yeah, yeah, and being willing to to go through um, those steps. And I was like the. The importance of like the acknowledgement um, part is is having a moment of um, of breaking down to build up, right? Mm-hmm. I was like understanding the layers of yourself because you have spent the time with you because you have done the filling um, of God, and He's had the opportunity through your study of Word and through your study of devotion and through your connection um, to find out who He says you are. Mm-hmm. Because then when you're walking out in leadership and you have an understanding of the of the you that you are, you then are duplicating that experience yep. to those who you to you are leading. Yep. So um, when you are it, which makes me go into like that claiming part. Right. Mm-hmm. Because now that I know who God says I am, I'm, I have to claim those things mm-hmm. into my life and walk those things out. So what are some things that you that you um, have become confident in understanding mm. that you are and in places that you're still challenged? I'm confident in my my gifting and what God has gifted me with, um, my ministry as well as, as my work. And because of that confidence, I don't need the outside validation. Mm. And so, so I can use, you know, work as an example. I've been in this space for almost 12 years now. Pretty confident in it. Mm-hmm. And, then, and this is a space that's ever growing. I still have to learn. There's still some stuff I'm like, oh, man, they didn't change this up <laughs> in the technology. And so now I got to switch this up. So, mm-hmm. so marketing isn't something that is just one plus one equals two. And then that's it. You always have to be learning. Mm-hmm. But because I've been in the field for so long, I'm, I'm set and confident in that. And I say that to say that helps me to lead my team and lead it well. And I don't need the hand claps. I mean, if you want to give it, that's fine. But like, I don't really need that mm-hmm. um, because I got that. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm good. I'm sold on that. Mm-hmm. Um, ministry work. I wouldn't need that. I know that God has gifted me a gift of reaching to young adults as well as a gift of exhortation. Mm-hmm. I, if, if you say it and validate me, that's great. I will always take it and say thank you, mm-hmm. but I won't need it because, again, I already know what God told me. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people are always searching for these external factors, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and, I, and I'm able to have that. Things that I'm working on with leading is my patience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah, patience. Yeah, yeah. More here, because people be people. People be peopling, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all be yeah. peopling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but I, but I love, but I, but I love the honesty of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because patience, in particular, um has this multi-layered 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 effect to it and i i it is it is one of the most challenging because patience is one of those words that also has a mirror attached to it yes because (laughs) (laughs) you need again um there's a level of patience that you have to have with the people 
that you're leading, mm-hmm. um, they're not always going to get it right. How will you, and discipline might not be the word that I want to use, but mm-hmm. how do you constructively have a conversation with them mm-hmm. and give them grace, but also correct at the same time? Yeah. That takes a level of patience. Yeah. Because there are times when I just want to be like, ah, but, but you can't. You're right. Because the moment that you become the lead where you automatically say or do exactly what's in your mind immediately, Mm -hmm. then it's going to be real hard to lead someone when you're always mean to them. It's going to be really hard to do that. Yeah. And so that's where that patience comes in. Yeah. Um, And I love that. And it's um, a part of, and this is part of like, you know, what I teach is that emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. um, aspect that comes in partnership. Um, Because as you're talking through and you're practicing patience, um, for yourself and for the and for the person that you're yep. talking to. Yep. And um and I spoke about this before. Accountability. Mm-hmm. I was like, is a loving conversation. I am not afraid to say no. You understand? Yeah. And 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 that is also another part of the, the, the patience layer, because when you do have to say no, you now have to figure out a way to say it in a loving manner mm-hmm. so that you don't feel like you're disrespecting someone else. Mm-hmm. And yes, and, and, and that's also that part of accountability. I don't want I don't want yes men around me. I won't be a yes man leader. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to say yes to everything that you say, um, especially if it's for your benefit and your development. Correct. Um, and if it's and if part of it is for your development, I'm going to have to say no to push you even further. And so accountability is is majorly important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I love that you there's so and that's why I said patience is one of those layered things Mm -hmm. because as it take into account how you understand information. Yep. And sometimes when you have bigger teams, that's more difficult. So me leading well myself Mm -hmm. allows you to see the kind of leader that I am Mm -hmm. so that you understand that when I'm talking to you and I'm explaining things to you and I'm correcting you for the betterment of yourself Mm -hmm. but also for the betterment of the organization Mm -hmm. right we're coming together on this mutual front to push this vision forward Mm -hmm. so what's needed in it is patience accountability correction yep what's needed is accolades what's needed is these these number of different movements and but if i can't be patient with you Mm -hmm. Getting to those other things that are necessary mm-hmm. is very difficult and, and, and very hard. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, and, I'm, and I love that you brought that up because I think that it is automatically thought that because you're a leader. Oh, no. That. Oh, God working you, on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. That you're supposed to automatically have these mm-hmm. things. And so I want to talk about the. I'm glad that you brought. I, I'm, I, look, look. I'm glad that you brought it up. <laughs> I, I want to I touch on the. What are some things that you would say that um, are unfairly put on a leader as automations? Like they should mm. automatically be able to X, Y, and Z. And is this a leader that's just stepping into their role? And it's like, okay, you stepped into a role. You should know leaders in your title. You should kind of know what to do. I think in any, I think in any layer, because even if you, if you, if you're a seasoned leader. Mm-hmm. But never got these particular like tools mm, or feedback it. or got different it. things or whatever. And you have been blessed in your leadership, in your field, in mm. your space or whatever. You're still elevating. You're still growing. Got it. Okay. Yeah. But we there's an expectation that you should automatically know this. There's mm-hmm. no grace for you. Mm-hmm. Right? This is why your broken leaders are, bre- um, are breaking other people. Yeah. Because there is this automatic assumption mm-hmm. that you should Right. No X, Y, and Z. And what do you think are like the most damaging um, for leaders, in, especially like in the cultural context? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to kind of answer it two ways. I think so. One of the things is this, that's automated is that, well, you're leading, so you know how to develop people. But just like you said, 
um, if you're an expert in your field and you're kind of going in different places and you're you're being promoted, you know, you end up in a leadership role. But what if you never knew how to develop? You just know your skill set well. And so the other side to that is that's been automated. Now, if you don't know how to do that, imagine you become a project manager. You're not a leader. You have now become a project manager or a team mm-hmm. manager um, because you're not developing your team. You're just managing tasks and making sure the tasks are complete. Mm-hmm. And so that level of automation could be so dangerous because then, I don't know, let's say I have been promoted to this leadership role. I'm, I don't know how to develop. I'm just automating tasks. And now I leave. Mm-hmm. And let's, in a cultural sense, um, they're going to hire, they're going to look within first. And if you were developing well, they wouldn't have to spend the extra dollars to hire outside. Right. They can hire within because you were developing, but because you were just managing tasks, these are now people who know how to push a task forward, not a vision. That's completely different. And so like, I, I know with my team, I'm like, I say this, I say this a lot in meetings, um, and I don't say it to be repetitive. I'm mm-hmm. saying it to drill it in your head. You are a marketing team, a well-functioning marketing team that works in higher ed. I want you all to be so good in your skill set so that when you do leave here, mm-hmm. because eventually you will, you can excel anywhere you go. Yeah, and it's not about oh, I was just pushing this task in this arena. So now that I was just pushing this task, I only understand higher ed. No, no, no. This is the brand that you work for, Mm -hmm. but you know marketing. Yeah. And if you go anywhere else, you can excel and do whatever you do. And then there's also people and soft skills that you need to develop as well, getting Mm -hmm. them confident. But speaking specifically on the hard skills um, portion of it, that's how a leader should. And that's the vision of the team. The vision of the team is to make sure that we're ensuring the goals on the marketing side yeah. and doing it and doing it well mm-hmm. so that if I do leave, I'm crushing it. Yeah. Um, so much stuff in there. I get excited. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I get excited because what I heard was if you develop the people the people will push forward the vision. Oh, 100%. Like, it's that simple. It is that, with all of that stuff, and I and I was like, but we're very much in a, the better you do with the project, mm-hmm. the task, mm-hmm. oh, oh, she did this, and she built this, and she did this, and mm-hmm. she did this, and she, and they're like, or, you know, or he did this, and the task that was accomplished mm-hmm. was exalted. Before the person and the vision. Before the person and the vision. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and it disconnects the people Mm -hmm. from the particular like task. Oh, yeah. And therefore, they don't see where their emotional and time investment Mm -hmm. went into this. And they were a part of that vision pushing movement. I love that you said that because this is another automation. People, when you kind of come into leadership, there's this idea that I need to lead here and everyone's here. And the reality is, no, you need to, everyone's here and you're here as well with your team, but you're leading your team. And I'm, the people that are listening, they can't see my um, little analogy, mm-hmm. but my hand- Watch it on YouTube a, so you can watch it. Exactly. My <laughs> hand is leading the team. I'm mm-hmm. with them on the same level, mm-hmm. but I'm leading them. I could either be in the front leading them or leading them pushing from the back. And I feel like there's this automation. Well, I'm a leader, so I got to be up here. Everybody else is here. Mm-hmm. If you're here and everyone is here, when do you get time to develop them? Because you're not learning them. You're just dropping down all the things that you need to drop down. You're not mm-hmm. learning who they are. You're not figuring out. You're not watching them to figure out this is a weakness of them. Let me mm-hmm. try to figure out how I can grow this. This is a strength of them. Let me accelerate them in this strength right. so that they can crush it. And I just I, I do feel like that there's so many leaders who think, well, if I am a lead, this is where I got to be. Yeah. And you miss the opportunity to really cultivate the relationship yeah. of an empowered unit. Yep. 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 Like you just... Go ahead. And as you say that, something is telling me to say like, oh, well, I'm a lead. I have to be careful on how I have relationship with people. That is such a myth. 
Um, if you're leading well, you can have a relationship with people and they're still respecting your authority. Mm-hmm. And, and if you feel as though, well, I can't have a relationship with these people, again, it comes from y'all are now just pushing task forward because mm-hmm. they have not engulfed you don't know them enough to engulf them in to what you want to do there's mm-hmm. no way you do if you're not building a relationship with them and i think that's another thing i feel like i, w- I would want leaders the people that you're leading with get to know them learn their quirks some of them might be a little too quirky but it whatever it is just learn that um because the more that you get to know them and they get to know you it's just easier to function as a unit yeah um one because you are building trust yes um it is really hard to get your 100 percent out of everybody there's some people who are just kind of like an automated on Mm -hmm. like they're like they're high functioning high capacity Mm -hmm. like people whatever they put their hands to they have already made a decision that if i'm going to do it then i'm putting everything that i have Mm -hmm. to it others need the incentive to activate Mm -hmm. their 100 percent and you may be like well i'm not babysitting you that's not my responsibility that's not what i'm doing when you were leading um people and you were connecting to them you are uh connecting to people and their experiences 100 mm-hmm. percent. and i go and i'm like and that's why i'm talking when we talk about things like acknowledging hurt and claiming healing you're doing that even as a leader yes because in your organization in your uh in your even if you're an influencer you see how mm-hmm. Just a conversation that you're having can lead to hurt in the comments Mm -hmm. that then you have to then go apologize for because your perspective didn't include the hearts of the people that you were talking Mm -hmm. to or influencing. Mm -hmm. And when I think about that, I'm, I'm like, it is so important to understand your own self, your own heart, doing your own work so that you're not going to please everybody. We already know that. No. And we're not trying to do that. Um, But there is something that happens when you are checked in Mm -hmm. with God and yourself. Yep. That there are some areas that you just won't fall into the same. Nope. Mm -hmm. Because you've done the internal work that then bleeds over to the external people that you're leading. Yeah, it's... (laughs) Imagine going through this. I've had a life shattering situation recently and imagine me attempting to lead my team without and it, and, and my situation is just an ongoing healing. But if I never tried to heal from it, I, I would have led my team from such a hurt place, mm-hmm. which would subsequently hurt them. And they may go ahead and hurt others. And then it's just a ripple effect. And so it's just, yeah, it it is so important that internal work and that check-in between you and God, you and God, um, is is key. It it helps for you to lead effectively. Yeah. Um, And some of that is transparency Mm -hmm. about your humanity. Yes. Like, there is this... uh, this thing and i think it's coming out more i'm seeing more people who are um some are being forced to be transparent Mm. um and other leaders who are saying listen (laughs) like i bleed just like you bleed i'm going through things just like you're going through things i'm hurting just like you're going through things um and i remember a time where if a leader was that kind of vulnerable and transparent that it was um expressed as as a weak mm-hmm. or um that you know that person can't keep it together like mm-hmm. you should be this polished perfection mm. and and that and when people see that they will be gro- they will be drawn to you but if i can show you the humanity of me and the divinity in me that's good that draw mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is a lot more powerful than the mask of fakeness that i have to wear mm-hmm. um that is unattainable anyway because it's a lie. It's a lie. No one is perfect. No one no one has a perfect life. Mm-hmm. Every everyone is going through something at some point. Yeah. And the idea that 
you have to always be on not is crazy to me like i've it i've said to my team like at work um if we're in a meeting i might say mm, i don't got it today but let's go y'all so i want you to know this is this is where i'm at right now mm -hmm. um but we're still moving because if if i keep coming like this to every meeting then when they don't have it and I'm asking you what's mm -hmm. going on, you're going to keep saying everything's great, everything's perfect, and you're lying. Yeah. yeah. You're lying. But if you can see that your leader is still pushing through, but as being honest, and I might not say everything, because I think there's a fine line. Yeah, for sure. Um, but if they can see that their leader is like, okay, I, Natasha is not having it. I can see it on her face. Um, but she's still pushing through. Mm -hmm. I know that there's if there's ever a moment and, and you don't always let me say this. You don't always have to push through because I don't want people to think like when you're hurting, you always have to push through. But yeah. when you feel like you need to, um, they know that they have that safe space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I love that. I actually found that out. I, I had to learn that later. Mm. Right. Um, I was in a meeting with my team and. It was just not a great day. Mm. It was just not a, it was, it, it, matter of fact, it wasn't a great week. <laughs> okay. It wasn't a great week. I wasn't feeling well. I wasn't um, experiencing, you know, like I, I just wasn't, I just wasn't having a good time. Um, and I was heavy. I was, I was heavy and I was tired and I was exhausted. And because I had practiced, being honest mm. and open with the team and then allowing them to have moments because doing check-ins with your team yes. about their humanity yes. and their human experiences mm -hmm. one makes a, a much more productive team oh yeah and one it it has a level of connection that's just mm -hmm. that's so much more powerful and deeper mm -hmm. because no one's like hiding their heart or their good right you know what i mean right. or their confusion right because if when you create safe zones i can ask questions that i normally wouldn't ask because i needed to put on this front but you're sitting up there you've created this atmosphere yep where i can be honest and i watched my team go hold on a second before we do all of this stuff, and I get it, we got we got the plans, we got the means, we got the agenda. Somewhere, can we pray for you for a second? Mm. And then at the end of it, they saw my cadence in my language, and they were like, "Listen." At the end of the meeting, we went through all the things, and at the end of the meeting, they were just like, "Listen, I know I, we don't like we don't know everything that's going on, but we know that you're going to make it through this." Yep. That we're going to get this done, mm -hmm. that this is important, and not only that, that God will see you and take care of you for what you need. And it and it gave me a a, a pep up mm -hmm. as a leader because I taught them that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not just that, we were a community mm -hmm. who were like, and if anything, they were like, "Tell us what you need to take off your plate mm -hmm. for a moment." And that was like, and then people stepped up. Now you are seeing mm -hmm. people needing, this is opportunities for even God to show you who's on your team. Yep. Yes. Yes. Who can take on more mm -hmm. if you gave them an opportunity mm -hmm. and they're like, listen, I can do this. And I'm just like, there are so many leaders out there that are forfeiting peace. They're forfeiting serenity. They're forfeiting all these things because they have to do it all. They, mm -hmm. not, they're not, I'm like, if you show the humanity of yourself to your team, they'll show you the strength of their humanity towards you. 100%. And now I'm going to say 150 since I said 100% the last few times, <laughs> like 150. And, and it, it really is because you there's too many leaders that are not showcasing their humanity. And there was something that you said about checking in with your team. Again, this goes, are you going to be a project manager mm -hmm. or will you be a leader? Mm -hmm. Your check-ins don't always have to be about the task ahead. It could just be, how's your day going? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's good. Push more. Yeah, They're going to say it's good because mm -hmm. they want to go get to the to-do list. Oh, What's good about it? Or what did you do this weekend? Um, 
when you tell me what you did this weekend, do follow ups like you're and everyone has a whole different type of check in system. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you say your check in is an hour and for that entire hour, you're doing project updates. At what point do you allow your your team or the person that is reporting to you to give them enough time to just. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because they have now left the meeting with their to-do list to you and you have given them other things rather than you guys just talking and seeing how they're doing yeah um there has to there has to be more leaders willing to think about people's humanity first because at the end of the day um and i'm making up a bunch of titles the social media manager the marketing specialist whatever there's someone behind that title and if you, you don't get to know the person, all, all you're doing is just talking to the social media manager, yeah. the marketing specialist. Yeah. Like, that's not enough yeah. to lead an effective yeah. team. Yeah, don't talk to my title, talk to me. Hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I love that, and I love that you said that, like, the, the person behind that. And one of the things that I always talk about um, when, I am, when I am thinking about how I can live better. <laughs> when I am thinking about how I can um, not just be the project manager in my own life mm-hmm. and not just um, in function with all of these tasks and responsibilities, how am I living? Mm-hmm. Which is also another layer of example for those who yep. you are leading. Yep. Uh, I love how you live. Because <laughs> this, is, this is living, okay? <laughs> I was like, you better ask, you better ask a question and, and make sure she's in the country. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm yeah. here. I'm here. <laughs> so, like, how do, you, like, when did you decide first? I, I was like, when did you decide decide that um, that living was a non negotiable for the life that you live? Living was a non-negotiable once I knew, like, I don't spend my life around my title, nor my job, or my gifting. I spend it around seeing. God said live life abundantly. I feel like people here going to have to just get into it a little mm-hmm. bit, right? People here take up your cross, and then they, then, then they also forget that God also said to you can do both. Like, you can absolutely do both. And I, and I just, for me... One of the things that's so important was I wanted to make sure that I was doing both, that I was committed to the people that God called um, to me and that I also was seeing the world. And it makes me an even better leader. Like for me, living is is traveling, is, is doing all of the things that I love, art galleries, going out with my friends. And the more that I'm able to do that and not just think about the task ahead is a more relatable I am, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like the the and and I say that to say a leader that's relatable, I'm not gonna empathize with every single situation but the more that I have lived my life and gotten out there I'm able to I understand what you're going through and I can meet you where you are Mm -hmm. whereas a leader who doesn't doesn't live their life and are just pushing ahead with tasks and doing all of those things you it's really hard to meet a person with where they are yeah they're not doing that yeah because you're stuck in the pocket of the four corners of the only part of the world that you live in yep um Oh, yeah. And and I'm like, and you are robbing yourself of what was promised to you, mm-hmm. like title titles and, and leadership and all of those things, you know, aside, I'm like, you were promised this life and to live it abundantly. You were promised to have joy. Mm-hmm. You were promised these. These are things that you have access to. And um, I think I'm, I'm wondering, let me say that I'm wondering if, if there is a fear that if our leaders live, that they won't go, they won't want to go back to leading because they, is, they've only oh, done wow. it. They've only mm-hmm. done it in this particular way. Mm-hmm. And there's something that comes into play where um, I think about, um, <laughs> 
we go. We just, I'm just. I'm gonna just tap this thing and I'm gonna leave it. I was like, when I think about Jeremiah, and it's because I'm studying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I think about Jeremiah, Jeremiah was what they call who they called the weeping prophet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was he was telling people what God was saying and where they didn't want to hear what he was saying. The false prophets that were teaching were saying things that was more tantalizing to what they to what they felt. So he had to really lead in um, and speak in a hard place. Where in a time where he was being ignored, people weren't listening to what it was that he was saying, mm-hmm. but he was telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crazy part is when I look at it, Though I understand that they didn't want to go into, no one wants to go into exile. No one wants to, no one wants to change the root of the way that they understand the life that they're living. But it wasn't like the change that they were going into had death. The place where they was, that had a guaranteed death tied to it. And I was like, sometimes leaders are scared to go into other ways of operating because they are so comfortable in the space that they are, even though there's a death valley here. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think the moment that you're in a space that you're leading and God says, you're, you've done here, you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm going to use an example um, from church. Um, I used to lead volunteer development mm-hmm. um, at our church. And it was three and a half years of, of leading it. And, and, and I knew I had done what God told me to do. Mm-hmm. And whether the leader was apparent to me or not, I was leaving. And it was simply because I knew my next assignment. Yeah. And if I had stayed there any longer, I would have missed my next assignment. And then I also would have impacted the people that I was leading because I would not have led them well anymore mm-hmm. because I, I was done. Mm-hmm. I, my, my time had expired. Yeah. And once my time had expired, I knew like this, I'm not going to be effective here anymore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if there is a leader out there that's listening and feels like, man, I've been in this space for so long. And I feel like my time has expired, but I don't want to leave. Leave. You can lead in other areas. And, and, and if you were in a role at work and you feel like I have done, I've built this team, they are functioning well, mm-hmm. find another arena. Um, and because the more that you stay there, one, you're, you're, you're missing whatever your next assignment is. And then you're also inhibiting the person that's supposed to step up now. Yeah. To step up and lead. Yeah. And so it's just, there are, there is this idea that, well, I can't leave. Mm-hmm. Your leadership isn't tied to a place. That's, that's, that's how good leadership is. It, is, it, is, it, it can is go not. anywhere. Like it's not tied to a place. Like if you've left um, and you've, you've done all that you can with this mm-hmm. particular arena, you now get to lead and now develop a new team yeah. and do it all over again. And look how many people you're impacting now. Yeah. Including you mm-hmm. and including, mm-hmm. including you. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to, to state that um, because there is, there is such a comfort in familiar mm-hmm. and you rob yourself of next so often. Mm-hmm. Um, and because there is not a, and I love that you said, whether I knew with the new leader or who the new mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes knowing the next for where you are is not your responsibility. Correct. Now, being a good steward and preparing mm-hmm. where you are is your responsibility. Yes. Yes. Right? yes. I was like, yes. but knowing the full plan of the next of where you are is not your responsibility, especially when you do know the confidence that you do have is that it's not here. Before I had arrived at this job, I was at another place. Uh, the workplace was a little bit toxic, and I was leading um, a d- digital side of marketing, like our social media department. And I knew I needed to be there for just a short season for a particular reason. Mm-hmm. And when I knew, oh, my time is up. My time is up. And the team that I was leading, I knew that, I was, a, I, was a, I was afraid at first because I'm like, man, once I leave, 
they're going to just shuffle you guys because it was such a toxic place. Mm -hmm. But I also knew I had put so much in you that I'm going to be okay. Y'all will be okay. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I needed to get to my next assignment. And what was crazy was after leaving, they stayed in contact and they, they subsequently left. And to hear the stories of I'm better where I'm at and I'm more prepared and, and I didn't have to stay there to see them leave or do anything. I did what I needed to do and I was then ready for my next assignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is, there is always a next. Oh, always. There, there's always a next. So lead in your present well mm-hmm. move to your next with trust mm-hmm. and then live your life fully mm-hmm. if you can do those things there is a peace there is a joy yeah, there is joy. a relief mm-hmm. also um and being able to move in that particular way being able to understand in that particular way, and I and I and that's may sound countercultural, mm. right? I was like, those principles are really biblical. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right? for I was sure. like, those are biblical principles. Why it doesn't sound like the world? And I and I always think of where it goes. Um, you know, you'll be in the world, but don't be of the world, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, there's a reason why. I'm like, we all are existing in this world, you know, together. Um, but I won't be of it because the practices have expiration dates um that are not fruitful for me or anyone Mm -hmm. else that i'm leading and coming in contact with um i want to thank you of course so much there was so much in this and i know that someone is going to listen to this and be like okay 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 it's going to be confirmation for others and inspiration for others to seek a a deeper conversation with God about the decisions that they've been making. Mm -hmm. So there's so many things with you do, whether it's uh, being alone so that you can have more uh, discernment (laughs) or um, checking in with your people, showing you humanity, transparency. There's so much meat in here. It's just good stuff. (laughs) It's just good good stuff. And I thank you for that. Of course. Um, uh, course. That's why I wanted to have you on because I knew we was going to get who's going to get an entree <laughs> and thank you so much for having me absolutely yes. listen tell the folks how they can stay connected to you because you have so many like gifts and talents and things that's like happening and going on that they can um just be connected to of course so number one um i work in this space but i also like ah social media but you can stay connected to me on instagram you can follow me at natasha jolene um that is my instagram if you're like man i heard this podcast this young lady is amazing i'm also looking for a church home shameless pug i lead young adults and if you're looking to join we would love love to have you and so if you feel like i want to learn more about that it's young adults at hopecitychurch.co and that is where you'd be able to find me if you're on linkedin just search natasha j benjamin and i'm there i love it i love it come on down young adults come on listen i'm i'm down with the shameless it ain't shameless plug it listen Guys, as always, I am so grateful that you have taken the time to come and listen and learn and develop and feel and heal and talk together. Uh, Just remember that I am listening, that I see you, that I love you, and God bless.